Hello and welcome to the World Fellows podcast. My name is Emma Skye and I'm director of the World Fellows program at Yale. My guest today is Zhao Zhong, the founder and director of Green Camel Bell, a grassroots environmental NGO in Northwest China. Zhang, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Emma. Thank you for inviting me. So when you were a child growing up in China, what did you dream that you were going to be? Okay. And my childhood dream was to be a scientist while I grew up. In fact, many Chinese at my age had the same dream as a child. It not that we lacked creativity back then, but that's how we were taught and encouraged by our teachers and parents. Becoming a scientist was the right choice for the kids in our time. Nowadays, Chinese children have much more choices. When my son was three years old, he loved a train and said he wanted to be a train driver when he grew up. <laughs> And I said, I support you. When he was four, he fell in love with dinosaurs. And he said he wanted to be a paleontologist. And I said, I support you again. When he was five years old, he liked the museum and changed his dream into a museum curator. And I still support him. He just had his sixth birthday. And I wonder what other new dreams he will have shortly. <laughs> so it's funny how kids always change their dreams. So you wanted to be a scientist. Yeah. And you went on to study electronic and information engineering at university. So you did become a scientist. Yes, I had all my dream of being a scientist for many years. I chose to major in electrical information engineering. And after graduation, I went to one of the best research institutes in China to work on nuclear physicals, getting closer to my dream of being a scientist every step of the way. A nuclear physicist? Yes. <laughs> wow. What does a nuclear physicist do? What were you working as? Uh, actually, I totally don't know how to make a nuclear bomb. I'm a very safe <laughs> man. And it's just about research, how we can use nuclear to do things about medicine or to for other research purposes. Yeah, so my work is more about nuclear uh, remote controlling. Now, I know that you also grew up loving the environment and loving climbing mountains. Now, back in 2007, you had a climbing accident. What happened? Oh, thanks for the questions. Yes, I'm a tree hugger, nature hugger, <laughs> yeah, and a mountain hugger. And one of my primary reasons I chose to work in Western China after my graduating, uh, my, after I graduating from my college was the high mountains there. In April 2007, a lot of friend and I went to Tibet to climb a snow-capped mountain of over 6,000 meters. So 6,000 meter mountain in Tibet? Yes, so it's That's about, uh, yeah. 20, about 23,000 feet. Wow. Yeah. 
And at a place near the peak, I tried to jump a gap to other side, but the gap was bigger than I anticipated. Unfortunately, I <laughs> fell into the glacier gap and lost all my mountaineering gear.、Uh, but I'm still very lucky. I didn't. You, how far did you drop? You're like, I can't、uh, understand why you're up a mountain and then you decide to run and jump. But how far did you drop? Yeah, it's about twenty、uh, uh, meters. Twenty meters, you dropped,、yeah. and could you、yeah. climb out of that? No, and、uh, because you know, but I, the reason I say I'm still very lucky because I didn't fall to be ground, and I'm supported by a rope tying me to my partner. So, so your partner, your so you're connected by rope. Yes, you fall down twenty meters, and your、yes. partner is holding onto the rope. Yeah, not holding. He just laid on the ground and used his axe to、uh, break. So he was.、Okay. So he was pulled down with you. Yeah. Yes. So I was just suspended in the air, but、uh, my partner was unable to pull me back because、uh, he is a very tiny gentleman and he cannot pull me back. So, so. So fun. So after some discussion and some trialing, my partner ran back to get help. And that he night, he cut the rope. He cut、yeah. the rope, and he left. No, no, no. He didn't cut the rope. If he cut the rope, I cannot speak with you now. Yeah. He just let me, uh, suspended in the air, and he, uh, uh, because we still have some equipment to, uh. Fix the other side of the rope so he can leave and to get for help, but just okay. Leave. So you were left hanging, and he went to get help. Yes. How long、uh, did you wait? And it's about thirty-three hours, and you know that night. Thirty-three hours, not knowing、yeah. if he was going to come back in time. Yeah, and actually, I used to hold a big hope, but when the timing, uh, passing, I'm losing my hope, and so you know, the most difficult time is the last, uh, uh two hours. I'm almost give up, but finally, I, I, my friend went back with, uh, other five local Tibetan villagers to rescue me. But that's you know, amazing. Could you? Did、yeah. you have any water or any food for thirty-three hours? Yeah. yeah, I do. I do have some selfie, and I do make a short videos to record what's the current situation and why I was there. And is there anything I haven't achieved? Is there any word I want leave to the world? And also that night,、wow. I you know it's. I'm the only living things in the mountains, so、yeah. in the evening it's deathly silent around. And but I have to stay. I had to stay a week because I was very worried. If、yeah. I slept, I might not wake again. Yeah, you lose consciousness. Yes. So that night I had I had nothing to do but thinking. <laughs> Well, you must have been so happy to see your friend and the five Tibetans when they arrived. Yeah, yeah, that's、so、you never lost hope. Yeah, that's and and that's my second birthday. Yeah, the the date the uh my friend and the five local Tibetan villagers rescued me. That that day, I 
identify as my second birthday. So this near-death experience that you went through, how did it change your life? Yeah, after three, after thirty-three hours of sinking on the glacier, my life was changed. After the accident, I quit my job as a nuclear engineer and became a full-time staff, a full-time environmentalist because I realized environment is what I really want to do. Although my parents still want me to be a scientist, <laughs> so the the shift in my career choice was also influenced by a book, Three Cups of Tea. It tells the story of another mountaineering, Greg Montanson, who was sheltered by a Pakistani villager after climbing K2. In return, he built school and promoted education for the villagers and many others in Pakistan and Afghanistan. So, although it was some, the, also there are some subsequent controversy against the author of this book. I'm still sticking to the direction dis- described in the book. Be gratitude to the people who helped you and do what you can do to give up for the sake of our shared planet and the people who live on it. For the past decades and also, I have spent several weeks each year in Tibetan area working with local herders to protect grassland and promote sustainable development. I have also brought my son along to work in Tibetan areas in recent years. That's wonderful. So you are a conservationist, you're an environmentalist, and you're going to make sure that your son is the same. Yeah. So speaking about environment, China is the world's biggest emitter of greenhouse gases. How do you get China to decrease its carbon emissions? Yes, and China's carbon emissions are the world's largest, more than one fourth of world's total emissions, and much more than other countries. So yeah. it's our responsibility and mission to reduce China's carbon emissions. For the public, we conduct public education, raise public awareness of environment and climate change, and promote the transformation of individual and families to low carbon living. For the disadvantages and the climate vulnerables, we have installed energy saving stoves for 120 family households. On China's Low Sea Plateau, reducing their carbon emissions while lowering their energy bill, avoiding damage to nature from fuel wood harvest, and improving indoor air quality. We also helped ten herders install solar power system on Tibetan Plateau, achieving net zero emissions for their communities and improving the living standards of nomadic herders. For the government agencies, we advocate for more climate-friendly policies from decision makers, and we also monitor the implementation of climate policy by executive agencies, especially at local level. For China's overseas investment, we encourage Chinese investors and banks to phase out fossil fuel such as coal and natural gas. And invest more in renewable energy instead. 
So what are the biggest challenges to your work? And I remember someone said the two most difficult things in the world I put your idea in someone else's head and mm-hmm. putting someone else's money in your pocket. <laughs> and the work I'm doing now, I, both of those two things, it's very challenging to change someone's mindset. But we still strive to achieve that through education. Education is not only about knowledge sharing, but also about transformation of behavior. For example, for herders, we got them to reduce their livestock and develop sustainable alternative livelihood. For farmers, we encourage them to stop using pesticides and turn to organic agriculture. For citizens, we support them to reduce energy consumption and choose low carbon livestock. The second challenge is money. It's about fundraising. We are a grassroots organization with very limited resources, and we need to keep asking potential funders to support our work. So what's your dream for the future? Okay, my dream for the future is that someday I will lose my job. So, so that means the society will no longer need specialized environmental organizations anymore. That means there will be a social consensus on climate change and environment protection. That means the public will have free access to information, participation in decision-making, and access to justice in environmental and climate matters. And at that time, the environmental organizations, like my organization, could be disbanded, and I could probably go back to my childhood dream of being a scientist. Oshong, <laughs> it's been wonderful having you at Yale, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you very much.